comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The moon with a rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. On tonight's episode, the Christmas mystery solved. And I swear, that is the last time I ever put baby powder on that part of my body. Uh, hey, better, better than the deep woods off, buddy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the more you my, know. The my little ding, ding, ding. <laughs> the more you know, right? Yeah, you get that little that little star with the, with the comet trail behind <laughs> uh-huh. it shoots through. Wouldn't ding, that be ding, great ding, if, like, in ding. real life, like, when you did learn a little life lesson like that? That would be that would awesome. Happen. Yeah. Like uh, like a buddy of yours, like kind of pokes his head out from behind the cube and goes, "The more you know, ding ding ding," and then this the little star comes shooting across, and it's kind of a call and oh. response thing. The more you know. Last time, took a few days, but after that, I was good to go. Learning can be fun. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hey, I'm I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm going to be watching Star Trek Beyond with a heavy heart. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, we got some news. Uh, in fact, I didn't find out until Friday. Uh, that this had even happened. See, I'm uh, incredibly bummed out because because before we get into this, now what were you, what was your anticipation level for Star Trek Beyond? Before we get into that, oh, welcome to episode 444. Oh, right, of half oh, hour. Yeah. Ways Ooh, the the triple four, the four four four, fo fo Um, very low. Why is that? Not because I wasn't. Uh, I wouldn't say. Well, I love the first uh, the first reboot of Star Trek. Agreed. The second one didn't really care for it oh, that much. Yeah. Okay. So into darkness. Yeah. Still? Into darkness. Yeah. We're, it just didn't. It we're just all didn't, the same boat here. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't. No, we're not. Resonate with me. Oh, Brad. Li- Brad Good. really liked it. I loved Into Darkness. In mm-hmm. fact, um, Ashley and I have been trying to get Allison okay. to come into the Star Trek universe. Yeah. And a few months back, we uh, made her watch the first Star Trek with J.J. Abrams. Okay. Star Trek. She really, really liked it. I think I she mean, was afraid to watch it. Oh, okay. Was she just was she afraid to get let down or something? Maybe or that, that or or get involved in a new fandom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. But and then two nights ago, the three of us watched Into Darkness. I mean, I think the first the first you know '09 Star Trek is one of the the great movies of our age. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think it's agree. I think it's one of the most enjoyable movies I've sat through in a long time. Yeah, and um, and I and, and I felt I but, certainly think that Into Darkness is wonderful. I think um, I think feeling betrayed by the second movie is way too strong a term. <laughs> but but seriously, you know, we went into that that Ding Dong movie, and the first thing that happens is Buddy Boy, you know. Basically, you know, they're they're making a statement about terrorism, and so the first thing that happens in the darkness is okay. This guy kisses his his child and his wife goodbye, 
you know, goes and, and you know, commits an act of, of just ramp, just terrorism, which is, you know, I didn't need that, that bright a mirror on our real world in a movie theater like that. I, Not okay, in a Star for, Trek movie, anyway. Well, for me, I know, Brad, you liked it, but I, I just had some... I had some issues with the plot. That's all. I think, and, and I had some issues with with um, uh, the whole mirroring of Wrath of Khan. Yes, thank you. Yes, and it felt like for me that uh, the O nine version was so exciting <laughs> because we have hope. Yeah, look at this. We can re uh, uh, a new universe, new ca- old characters, familiar characters, yeah. new universe. Yeah, and then they kind of revert to a tropey story. That we've already kind of seen. Yeah, I'd and uh, and nobody <laughs> nobody can die in the Star Trek universe now because of Khan's blood. I think the audio guy agrees with Brad. <laughs> He's trying to overpower us. Okay, hey, so but, you, but, you know, you know, the audio guy needs. You know what? There's a reason we keep his butt in the, in the freaking third bedroom and we don't see him during the show. So and because it, of your feelings, he is never getting promotion about yeah, into darkness. You're kind of clearly well i was after, I, uh, yeah beyond. i i wouldn't say that like oh i'm not gonna see that movie i'm gonna be there opening day sure. let's let's be honest but i wasn't like yeah i can't wait to see it it's more like oh okay i'll go see it and see i just yeah. there are but now it it, it rains a little differently i mean we need to talk about uh, we're, we're explain what we're talking about uh uh the guy who plays Chekhov, anton how do you say his name yelchin yelchin, yelchin. uh died in a freak accident uh, that's the yeah. only way to explain it. Let me Literally. Read. Let me yeah. kind of read the description of his accident. God, the age of 27. Uh, yeah. Early in the morning of Jan- June 19th, Yeltsin was found by friends pinned between his 2015 yeah. Jeep Grand Cherokee. That would be last Sunday. And a brick Father's pillar yeah. outside his home in Studio City, ca- uh, California. Was that Father's Day? Uh, Yeah. His Jeep was among those yeah, was last week. Chrysler models uh, had under recall notice for transmission errors leading to unintended rolling. While the initial recall had begun before Yeltsin's death, no affected vehicles had yet been repaired. So that's where they were on that. Right. 27 years old. Well, oh I, I had someone explain it to me. They said that, uh, <laughs> that the, the new versions of the Jeep Grand Cherokee, um, uh, you don't like the the shifter that that switches you from park to reverse to your drive modes it it's not necessarily you know you don't leave you know it's up is not park and all the way down is not you know d1 or whatever it basically it's almost a shifter like thing where you push it up a couple times but it always comes back to its center post position so you can't visually look down and see oh it, it's clearly in park or it's clearly in drive because the, the shifter stays in the, the same physical location at all times. You just like push it up or push it down. Almost like the, you know, the new, uh, um, you know, the, the newfangled, uh, 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 shifters that you can get where, yeah, you know I, I'm talking about where, where like you can, uh, you got an automatic transmission, but you can, you can move the stick over to the right and then you can, you can, uh, manually, uh, go up or down gears. Right. You know, it, it's that kind of same kind of thing. Where it, you can you can push it up, you know, to go up gears or whatever, but it it goes back to its same resting position. So just visually, you cannot look at 
the Grand Cherokee and say, oh, it's clearly in drive or park or whatever. That doesn't so, seem very smart to me. No, that seems yeah. like a, an insane idea. Apparently, they did it for aesthetics. But, uh, I know. But so in the you Prius, get out of it, and you don't know that it's still in neutral or in drive or in whatever. The, the and new that's Priuses, what happened. Uh, yep. They have a very small footprint with the transmission, okay, like that too. Well, there is an up, down, left, left, right, but right. it's very. I mean, it's it's so small. The movements yeah. are so small that same thing could happen too. Yeah, uh, to where, I mean, with transmissions, it's always been kind of a chunk, 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 right, or chunk, chunk, chunk. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, uh, and so apparently, yeah, he he gets out of his car. He he pulls into his uh, his pulls into his driveway, and there's a grade to his driveway. So it's you know it, it's. It's, you know, you know, the garage is up the hill. The street is down the hill. So he gets out of his car. His car is apparently still running. Um, he goes down the hill. Just it's not, you know, he's not living in a mansion with a quarter mile drive or anything. It's just, you know, he walks the 30 feet or whatever down the hill from his car to the mailbox and doesn't realize that the car is not in park. So the son of a gun, it, it rolls back down after him and it pins him. In between the brick fire, uh, the brick mailbox and the wrought iron fence and the car bumper, and that was curtains for Chekhov. You and, know, being being that this that this movie is d- digital, I guess they're gonna yeah. they're probably gonna put some little. I would uh, think so. For uh, Anton Yelchin and yeah, his, at, oh, the, yeah. at the very beginning, oh, they've got to birth and death. Um, and you know the. It's not going to affect, um, you know, the production, you know, uh, um, not like having to finish Furious 7 without Paul Walker or anything, right. because they had, you know, the movie was completed. Now, you know, if they had to go back and do reshoots or whatever, they obviously don't have his services, but but they had the movie done. So Chekhov in its entirety will be, you know, in the, the third movie. Um, I, I wonder how it's going to affect the franchise. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's going to be a fourth either- one. Well, and here's the deal. They'll so either write him out or recast him. Do yeah. they do they do a reshoot and does he tragically sacrifice himself at the end of the movie to save everybody or no, something? I mean no. the the movie's too bad. You don't do no, that. What what they what they'll probably do and they even did this in I Game mean, of Thrones uh between seasons I think it was 3 I mean, and 4 they, they had recast w- it. They just recast it. Yeah, they, okay. they, and and just kind of find someone who's kind of like him but not. I mean yeah. un, unless the movie does very poorly at the box office then they can just kind of close down the I franchise. Oh god, speaking of Furious 7, I hadn't even thought about I that. A, I have a feeling they're not going to No, no. I mean that stop. that would be Yeah, that that would be like I mean the movie would have to do so bad that Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the movie would have to kill the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so my my whole thing about Into Darkness was just I, I felt I felt like uh, JJ and crew were taking the easy road by, oh hey look it's Khan. Oh hey look it's a triple. Oh hey look it's Star Trek three. Oh hey look it's Star Trek two. Oh hey look it's like the entire movie was so referential yeah, except for the, the stories. Weren't, they bit. weren't the same stories. Agreed. And and I found that that you know. That movie was always on. If you've got FX, you can watch that movie pretty much 24 hours a day. So there have been a number of times. And, and, you know, just for the record, I wanted to love that movie desperately. I wanted to love that movie badly. And, you know, I just I just didn't get that. I, I had more of an issue the first time around I saw it than, than the second, third time. Nowadays, I you can watch drinking? I can watch chunks of it. A, a You're Anton Yelchin. An Arnold Ziffel? Anton Yelchin. Oh, okay. That's what I'm drinking. Not an Arnold Ziffel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Anton Yeltsin. Okay. I'm um, I'm over here enjoying a uh, Butch Harmon. I, I, I have a, I have a, I have a, it's a deep, 
Golf joke. Yeah, oh, okay. <clears throat> golf. It's golf joke. Mm. <laughs> Sports. Anyway, so so the point. All right, talk about back to shore. Um, so for reasons unknown to me. I have been, because the first couple of trailers we saw of Star Trek Beyond were like, well, what are you doing? But the closer we get to it, the higher my hopes for it get. And I'm afraid that I'm setting myself up on this one. Hey, is Carol Marcus in this movie? I don't know. Oh, um, I hope she is. That would be great. <laughs> we we need more is. scenes with, with her. And I'm going to go look um, on IMDb. For she, Actually, uh, and look what other movies she's done because she is, I like her. Yeah. Alice Eve. Alice Eve. I mean, we we actually, uh, Frank, we actually saw her at yeah. uh, at Aphis uh, right. many moons ago. I still hate you guys for that. <laughs> oh man, I was close enough to touch her. I don't uh, remember if I did or not. She wanted but... to do lunch, but I was I was busy. Yeah. I had to make those, well, I was making photocopies, and I yeah. just couldn't be stopped. Yeah, you know? me, I was just exhausted. I was like, I'm sorry, I I don't I don't have the energy to do this. So. I don't see her in. Let me go to full cast. I would be surprised if she was. Well, um, they they, cool. they are on a five year mission away from she. Uh, yeah, but she was part of the crew. She did kind of join the crew at the she end. Did. I don't remember if she did it officially or if it was no. Just, she did. That oh, was, nice. There was a scene at the at the oh, end in that where case, they he's need like, to, "Hey, I'm glad you're joining us." They need to get Ms. Eve signed well, up, then, boys. I'm, I'm we're running out of time. That movie's coming out here in a month <laughs> or two. I'm betting that that Turk and the striped haired <laughs> lady, the zebra lady, hook uh, up at some yeah. point. Oh. So if she was there. Do it slow. Then, it, yeah, if, if Eve was she's there. Not, she's not, her name is not on the IMDb page. All right. That stinks. Fair enough. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to poo-poo it until I see it. I, I, I like the characters. I like the it's franchise. It's going to be weird knowing that that's Idris Elba in all the makeup and not be able to see the fact that that's Idris Elba. Yeah. I mean, are they going to I mean, how else are they going to know to ask him to get them to the Rainbow Bridge? I'm coating <laughs> on it. <laughs> Yes, or crash the ship into the uh, the alien uh, mothership. I'm looking know, forward you know, to it because I too. I was when we were watching um, Into Darkness. I was thinking, I just love these new versions of these characters. Yeah, I mean, all three of them: Bones, McCoy, even Scotty. I do Bones, too. McCoy and, and Kirk. And, and I'll t- and I'll agree with you on They're that. I love so the characters. Good. I think I one of my them. one of my biggest issues with the second movie was it felt to me. Like the first movie did such a good job reestablishing characters and the differences between TOS and, and, and New. And it felt like in the second movie, like many of the characters were basically written as ciphers. I really mean that. I mean, just it seemed like Scotty and, you know, uh, Chekhov and, and they're, they're all kind of written for broad comedy when it didn't really call for it. Um, I just I didn't like the way the characters were handled. Um, you know, I didn't like the Scotty, you're fired. And I didn't like the, the reverse Star Trek three ending. And I didn't like the, just uh, again, all the, all the references, like do your own movie, please. That's what I wanted. Create create an original (laughs) movie. That's what I I wanted. I I, I wanted, I wanted something different. Yeah. I really think that was my, my biggest disappointment was the fact that, that I didn't want references. I wanted originality. I wanted to go where no man has gone before or lady. The fourth ladies defi- can do that. Fourth definition of cipher on dictionary.com yes. is something of no value or importance. Ooh, ooh. Number five, a person with no influence, a non entity. Well, the what like I was me. looking for a cipher in this case considered a uh, a person who's written 
strictly as a as a uh, character motivation, you know, they don't really have much character themselves. You know? Well, and and they're the it's the and, the and, cipher is it's I'm the strong guy, I'm the moody guy, I'm the I'm the you know. Now, I mean, in in the Star Trek universe, those characters like Chekhov, like yeah. uh, um, you know, any other minor characters. I mean, they are they are there just to kind of help move the plot yeah. along in the movies. So rarely are they. A plot point or not right. the main characters and so, I understand. so they're not going to be given a lot of time unless the movie calls for it yeah, like it's his story that's what the, that, that we've had and that's where they they shine like in the tv shows yeah. like when you get a series then you can expand those characters yeah, and i understand that, it, that in the movies we've spent four hours with these characters instead of uh you know 40 80. instead of three seasons worth of episodes i get that yeah. an argument could be made that in start in into darkness that kirk defeated uh, Khan because of Ensign Chekhov. Kirk and Scotty were about to fall to their deaths yeah. when the ship was falling towards oh, right. the yes. Earth. And Kirk was hanging on with one hand. Yeah. Scotty was hanging on to his <laughs> yeah. leg. And Kirk was about to have to let go. And all of a sudden, here comes here comes Chekhov with, with both hands. He goes, I got you, Captain! <laughs> nice. You know? That's the only reason he, that Kirk defeated Khan is because well, Scotty he was also, saved his life. He was uh, also Chekhov darn good at uh, the, the transporter. I could do this. I could do this. Yeah. I just, I, oh, God. I, you see, the, that's the thing that got me is there's so many things that I loved about uh, about the first movie and Into Darkness because I can sit down and watch, you know, from commercial break to commercial break on FX. And I, I'm, you know, there are so many scenes in that movie that I just adore. But just the movie as a whole, yada, yada. So it's weird to me that that um, I'm getting really jazzed on the inside for Star Trek Beyond. And I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that Abrams is out. You know, I mean, he's still producing, obviously. But Abrams is out, and the director of Furious 7, Jonathan Lynn, is Justin in. Lynn. Justin Lynn, thank you. Um, so I expect um, I expect no let-up in the frenetic pace of, of you know the movie. But what I want, what I'm I'm starting to get hopeful for, because I think that they understand. I, I really think that Abrams and company get it. That that we don't want to see you rehash an old episode with a with a twist on it. No, we want to see something new. And so we are. We're getting we're getting new locations, new bad guys, maybe new good guys. Um, you know, they're going to be in the market for a new Chekhov, you know, before too long, what, which is sad. But I, I have hope that we're going to see something that we haven't seen before. You know, if they if they really want to take an interesting angle on Chekhov, they could bring in, this just occurred to me, uh, yeah. his twin sister. The twin sister he never had, you know, it's like, oh, this or this is his I like sister. That. And, well, you know, she's the exact, you know, exact same personality. That would be a nice, nice twist on it, I think. Or it could turn out. Evil twin. Evil long lost twin. At 2200 hours, telemetry detected an anomaly in the neutral zone. Anomaly. It appeared to be a lightning storm. Weaker, weaker. That's right. Weaker, weaker. Yeah. He was also He's... the voice of Clumsy Smurf. <gasps> I did not know that. Yeah. He was Kyle Reese. He never got a chance to ask where the nuclear vessels were. Nuclear vessels. Well, was, maybe he will in this one. He was in, Kyle Reese in uh, Terminator Salvation. That's what I said in Alameda. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's across the bay in Alameda. That's what Alameda. I said. It's sad that he's gone. It's just, I mean, and it happened so fast. and It's just, it's like, so really? So 
Donald Trump and Keith Richards are alive and well, but this poor guy who did not deserve it is not. <laughs> who else have we almost lost? Me sad. Me we almost lost Meatloaf the other day. I don't know if you guys heard about that. He collapsed on stage. I know. Stage. I, I, stage. I, I he's, dropped, he's fine. Well, I dropped my plate. Luckily, the plate stayed, you know, right side down. <laughs> so I just, I kind of picked it up. I let, you know. You know, the dog got part that fell off the plate, but for the most part, my dinner was salvageable. So. Who, who else have we lost? We lost one to Eagles, right? Uh, you talking about music? Yeah. <laughs> who do we? Who do we? Well, Prince. Yeah, we lost Prince. I was kind of working up to that oh. uh, about all the just celebrity deaths we've had. Yeah. Uh, this year alone, and you know, Prince was a major one for for you. Well, like I said, he was my Elvis. Yeah, yeah, dude. We spent a whole episode talking about Prince, though. So we did. Yeah, I I don't remember. That's a blur to me. I know. Well, time. you're you're a little clear headed. Uh, Brad, so. This was this was me all day when Prince died. I just literally, I literally cried all day long, and I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the fact that I had been off my Prozac for a few months because mm -hmm. I was. I didn't have health insurance for a few months mm -hmm. because of my job situation. Uh, and it was right about that time when I was able to get back on Prozac. And I'm doing great now, by the way. But, um, was that? Brad. Brad. <laughs> um, but no, he was, uh, I was wrecked that day. I was at work. I was on the floor fixing a light. And a guy comes in on his phone and he's talking to his wife. And he's like, What? Are you serious? Are you kidding? No. And he looks at me and he goes, Brad Prince just died. I said, that's not even funny. Don't even joke about it. And he goes, no, I'm serious. So I immediately got up, went to my office, and I Googled on social, you know, Google or whatever, Prince or whatever, and sure enough. And, and people do realize out there that, that Prince was Brad's number one A1 all-time platinum level he music was, hero. He was my Elvis. Yeah. I mean, that's no yeah. exaggeration whatsoever. He was like Frank's Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Which is your uh, Saturn girl. Oh, don't you say that. <laughs> don't you go there. I mean, the day after he died. <laughs> I was trying to think of another fictional character. Saturn the day girl. after Prince died. <laughs> yeah, that, that's you, you picked a good one. The day You're after good. Prince died, I went out and got oh, that. Oh, my God. Did it hurt? Oh. What, what are we looking at? Now, right? that's Sharpie, right? No. Did you just wash it off? It's a Prince tattoo. A permanent? Prince tattoo. Where, you know, where this, is it? It's on my, just above my I never left. could tell whether he was a It's on the inside of my girl. left leg down by the yeah. ankle. Um, I've been considering MPG. the idea of getting a, yeah. a, you know, another, or a, this tattoo for yeah. a while. Because I've only got one other one, and it's my children's names yeah. on the inside of my left wrist, yeah. hidden by my, my watch band. Well, see, now you have to wear long pants all the time, though. Well, my dad doesn't know about this. Okay. My mom oh, does. really? Yeah, I didn't tell my dad because, you know, I love my dad, but... Would he, he have would, an issue with that? Yeah, just tattoos in general. Okay. Not necessarily what it is. Right, right. Even when he saw his grandparents or his uh, grandchildren's names on my hand, yeah, he had to keep his mouth shut because it was a tattoo. And that's fine. My dad, my dad. So, so when you're hanging out with your family, are you wearing like knee-high socks? And well, the, like the other day, yeah. on, on Father's Day, <laughs> yes. I had these shorts on, Okay, and I had... High top chucks on. Yeah. With gray socks. Okay. Just kind of long gray socks, you know, right. pulled out above the, not all the way up to my calf. I'm but with you. I'm with you. Stylishly. Yeah. And it covered it. It kind and, of bunched down a little bit. You know, it's not that 
I, I don't want to give my dad anything else to yeah. process and worry about. Can He's I, got enough going on in his life right now yeah, that he I, doesn't need to... Can you what? Can I break something to you? Yeah. Your dad's going to know here in about eight days. Maybe. So. If he listens yeah. to this. He might. He might not. But it just... It kills me, and I still... I still... Uh, you know, I can still get sad thinking about it. I and went is to... It, is I it weird to, that we lost Prince and Michael Jackson in basically the same way? I mean, now, Prince didn't have a doctor prescribing him freaking fentanyl, you know, and basically killing him with horse tranquilizer, like poor Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, well, he died us. from... But he died the same way. From I mean, an overdose of, what was it called? Well, I think fentanyl was part of the cocktail. But fentanyl is like, this, is, this stuff, this makes OxyContin look like an Advil. He died from an overdose of something... Was it a painkiller or yeah? A, no, it was a, a sedative. Was... It was a narcotic sedative painkiller kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. On uh, uh, based on some of the timeline of what happened, they said that, that he was driven to a Walgreens to to pick it up, and that strikes me as so odd of Prince going into a Walgreens <laughs> yes. to pick this up. I mean, just in general, well, like just. Uh... I'm trying to remember who who said the story, but the, someone said that they had seen Prince was pacing outside the Walgreens waiting for the prescription to get filled. Yeah. So he went. To the, he went there. He said, "Here's my script," and then he's like pacing outside on the sidewalk, waiting. You know, waiting twenty minutes or whatever for Apparently it. Apparently, he'd been dealing with a lot of hip pain. Yeah, because well, I mean, you know, since like the eighties. Yeah, because I mean, we didn't know when you watch that old footage of him. Yeah, I mean, he does that whole thing where he goes down the splits and comes yeah. back up without ever touching the stage with his hands. Right, and he did all his legs. Yeah, and he danced like a mug. Oh yeah, and you know, over the last few years, people had seen him out and about photographed with a cane yeah you know and i'm sure a lot of that was to help him walk a lot well, of it was his pimp cane and he looked cool doing yeah, it you yeah. know and he had that he always had that pimp swagger that prince walk but i'm sure he needed that cane on no, they, occasion. they said that basically since the 90s he's had uh well dysplasias for like german shepherds but yeah he'd had issues with his hips mm -hmm. for like 20 years now and they said his uh his uh his addiction to painkillers um had gotten worse now one of the one of the uh, things, uh, and we, we briefly touched on this during the uh, the Prince uh, retrospective uh, episode uh, a little while back, but um, one thing I thought was really interesting was uh, the fact that he ended up. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> after uh, after Prince passed, you know, everyone was putting up his logo mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Al Jean, yeah. one of the showrunners for The Simpsons, uh, changed his avatar to a cartoon version of Prince that was used in an episode. Gosh, in, in the early, I mean, the early seasons. This is probably like season five, mm -hmm. six, seven, eight, wow. something like that. And it's it's uh, Prince online with a whole bunch of other nerds. <laughs> 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 the joke went something like, uh, like now we just have to wait for all the nerds and weirdos online to comment on it. And then, you know, they show all these guys come on, and then Prince is like the fifth one. It's just very Did y'all hear the, the story that Jimmy Fallon told on his show about Prince challenging him to a pinball, ping, ping pong ball, <laughs> ping pong game. No, I did not. Game pong. It's funny. I'm not going to even try to okay. tell it. You should Google it. It's ping on pong a, is awesome. It's on YouTube. If you search Jimmy Fallon Prince ping pong, he tells the story of of that whole deal. And, it was, and there was an episode of New Girl that revolved around uh, going into a Prince party and them kind of yeah. hanging out with that Prince. That was good. That's a very funny, funny yeah, episode. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've seen it, but Butterfly is kind of 
like are following him around like the whole episode. <laughs> I don't remember that, but uh, if I remember correctly, I don't. You know, it's just one of those magical little things. He convinces the new girl to tell her boyfriend that she loves him. Is that is that the I plot think line? that was yeah. the plot of it. They end up going to a prince party, and then at the very end, that whole scene was great because the two of them are talking in Prince's backyard. Okay, and you hear this, hi, and. <laughs> They turn around and he goes, I'm Prince. He's just standing there and they're just looking at him like with these looks on their face, like deer in the headlights. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't given you enough time to freak out. You may do so now. And then they both start freaking out. And it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Genius. It was good. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really enjoyed the first couple seasons of uh, New Girl and I... Haven't watched it. I've only seen that one episode. Then. Um, yeah, I just, I've gotten to the point in my life where I do enough fiddling around the house, enough dawdling that I just don't get around to watching a lot of things I'd like to. I, and so, you know, yeah. basically I'm down to the, the CW shows and Game of Thrones <laughs> and uh, Gotham, and that's really about it. I will tell you this when uh, the season where um, Jesse and that guy, Nick, hook up, yeah. it's probably the weakest season. After yeah. they break up, it's firing on all okay. cylinders and it becomes super funny so again. it's time to get back into it huh yeah right. I, I would suggest that when I they were together it, it just it's just it kind of chugged along yeah it's oh, still i got still a bunch long. of dragon ball z episodes to watch though <laughs> so that may or may not happen do y'all have a uh, i know you you might have liked some prince music in the past but uh, do you do you have a favorite prince song that you just really enjoy oh god uh, since the First second I heard Little Red Corvette. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the Alpha and Omega of Prince for me. Not to say <laughs> not to say that he never did anything good after that, because that's not what I'm trying to say. But no, dude, that's that's Little Red Bar uh, Little Red Barchetta. Yeah. By Prince <laughs> Brush. Prush. Prince by Prush. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... Actually that's my favorite Rush song and my favorite <laughs> Prince song is are little red sports cars. You should I don't mix know what them that together. says about me. You should mix them together. I should mash them up. You should. That's a really I, good idea. Uh, I Thing because this is always the first song that kind of pops in my Uh-oh. head. Oh, that was Tony. Oh, Tony Timer. Um, Delirious. Yeah, that's good too. because it, it's yeah. it's a lot of fun, and I just like that. That that part to me is just so much fun. I, it's not a. I wouldn't say that's his best song. He's got way more best songs. I mean, when Doves Cry is fantastic, but Delirious is. I don't know. Makes me happy. Yeah, nice. listen to that. A little poppiness, and I'm a sucker for pop music. Yeah, that's good. He's got lots of stuff, and mm. and there's stuff of his that I haven't heard yet. Yeah, I mean, he's put out 39. I think that's the count. 39. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Uh, full length studio albums. Some of them were okay. Were not released commercially to the public. You had to be a member of of his fan club. Well, no, Cause you would talk for days. years that you've been buying his, his records basically, uh, uh, basically song at a time. Yeah. There was a, there was a time over the last handful yeah. of years when he would, he would just release a song here and there yeah. and I would purchase them. Do you have an audio cable? Yeah. In fact, okay. I had one. Awesome. I have one here because I know, me, that, uh, I know you had something. We, yeah, we do. We do. It's, oh, it's okay. be very exciting here in a few minutes, but that's so I guess this will be, so we'll do that and then we'll wrap, wrap up. Wrap up. Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, uh, I, I, uh, but, uh, you know, if you, uh, if you're wanting your mashup, uh, here you go. 
Oh no. Oh no. Uh, okay, here we go. Oh no, not, not an ad. You're watching your go-to movie, which has that one scene you so forgot about. So All right, you, you... All right so uh, carry on for the, uh, <laughs> uh, nine seconds. Uh, but, you know, my understanding was that Prince always recorded a whole bunch of material and never released it, and I'm yeah, sure the estate will... He's oh, got yeah. something called The Vault that yeah. has hundreds of recordings in it. Uh, so I'm sure over the next couple of years we're going to start yeah. seeing I some, hope so. some stuff. Much but, like uh, we're doing with Jimi Hendrix now. Yeah. You know, there's like recently, oh, I didn't realize that. recently put out a whole album of stuff that was unreleased from Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't realize that. So, so that's, so we'll that's kind of cool. Oh, hey, I just finished that mashup. Here you go. Okay. No one knows about yeah, you might. It's pretty awesome. Need huh? some work. You might need, need some work, Bill. Let's be honest. This is a first pass, right? <laughs> it's This is a, this is a rough. This is a rough, yeah. It's a little rough. I'll, I'll admit that. Not that the beats are not I think that, quite I there I think there's yet. a few frames off there. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. You might it's wanna, possible. You might want to finish possible. that. Okay, yeah. so we were going to wrap up, but we have a voicemail. You said something at the beginning about yeah. the Christmas mystery right, solved. Right, right. Well, um, you know, gosh, it was, what, probably well into February, and uh, we kept looking for the Christmas message from Santa, and it just never showed up, right? Because um, he's always sent us one. Yeah, he's been sending us one for years now. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, God, since at least 2010, um, we've been getting messages from every year. Um, so part of it was, why did we not get a Christmas message from Santa this year? Um, uh, I mean, we did have Christmas. Um, <laughs> yes, obviously, did we did have you know, Christmas did happen. Yeah, it know, wasn't so banned not, like a lot of people right. predicted. So it's that not we weren't like, going to have Christmas right. of 2016 yeah. or so 2015, not, yeah. but it happened. So it's not a case of, of where he, um, uh, you know, we didn't miss Christmas. It's just a, the simple fact that uh, um, we didn't get the message from, so we were kind of concerned about it. And um, now it, it turns out that um, there's actually a, a very good reason. Uh, I ended up um, uh, one of his elves sent this to me, but this was not sent to me by Santa. This is kind of you know it's not found footage, but um, this is something that Santa probably did not want to get out. But this will explain everything when we do not have Christmas this year. Um, so kids just, you know, um, hopefully your parents will buy you presents because Santa ain't doing it. Uh, anyway, uh, we, we get into it without any more preamble. Um, you know, I, I've listened to it, so I know it's, I know it's getting ready to happen. Um, you know, I just got this a, a week or two ago and, and again, uh, this does explain everything, but I guess one thing I, I should, um, I should say, uh, just to set this up, that um, uh, this is apparently um, him at a deposition. So, no, and, and, yeah. and how long so of not, a deposition is this? Uh, just, a couple minutes. Okay. A couple minutes. Uh, it's, uh, we've had we've had. Because uh, uh, sometimes, let's, we, let's be uh, honest, no, I, I sometimes it. Santa can go no, a little long. Santa gets a little long-winded. I, we've had like six-minute messages from Santa before. This is not that, Okay. This I is a couple. I think that's being kind. This is anyway. a couple of minutes and out. Um, but uh, anyway, so if you guys are into it, um, all right. So this is Santa uh, again. There's probably um, uh, it was very hard to hear on the tape. Um, you know, it's a deposition, so it's it's kind of a, a two sided conversation. You're not hearing the other side of the conversation. So the beginning of it is a little bit confusing, but it's it's you know 
it's because they didn't mic up, you know, the the interviewer. Okay, so are are we good? This explains why we didn't hear from Santa. This, this year. explains why we didn't hear from Santa, and this explains what's going to happen this December. Okay. So, all right, here you go. Yeah, yeah, those uh, Syrian refugees are really making it hard on me this year. And, you know, they're all like 22-year-old men and all they want is PlayStation 4s. And, oh, are we rolling? Ho, 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 ho. I just talked into this mic. Yes? Okay, okay. All right, my name? My name is Santa Claus. What? My legal name. My legal name is Chris Kringle. My full legal name. My full legal name is Christopher Morgana Kringle. Do of sound mind and body solemnly declare that this is my last will and testament. To the elves, I leave the factory. So you can continue making toys for all the good little boys and girls of the world and... Well, without my supervision, you can go ahead and turn yourselves into a communist collective like you've always wanted to do, you ungrateful hippies. For my wife, I guess I'll leave you the home in Malibu. You know, the summer home, the one you share with your boyfriend? Yes, I know about him. We'll talk about this after, dear. And to all the good little boys and girls of the world, Santa leaves to each and every one of you a wooden horse. Santa would love to get you PlayStations and Xboxes and Anki Overdrive starter sets and oh, Star Wars Legos and Kylo Ren lightsabers and well, you see, patent trolls have really taken a hit on my financing this year and Santa can't afford to keep himself out of jail. Basically, everybody, you're getting wooden horses. In closing, I guess I'd like to say that I think French electro swing is going to be the next really big thing in music. I didn't expect Frank Rincon to be on the naughty list. Go Sooners. I wish to be cremated. And please, no funeral. So, is he sick? I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I haven't I, gotten a follow-up message. I heard a rumor that he had he was suffering from candy cane lung. It's a thing. Candy cane lung. Yeah, when you spend that many years in in the caves. Yeah, with the candy cane candy yeah. cane caves. I mean, you mm. get like you know, uh, coal miners would get what black lung. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like black lung. Right. But, but, but your your you can't breathe, but your your uh, your breath is always it, it's peppermint flavored at least. So. Oh, you mean the migraines that I've gotten from doing this show for nine years? No, I was going to throw something that at you, but we're having what? mixer issues. I didn't. Want you know, to. it's been over nine years that we've been doing this. God, it feels yeah. like twenty. <laughs> March ninth, two thousand seven. Oh lord! Next, next March uh-huh. will be our tenth anniversary. Dude, isn't that weird? We're gonna have to have a, like a call in for that. Isn't or something. Isn't that weird? Can you believe that? You know no, what? Maybe I actually, I, it's it's a it's being, I'm I'm soaking it up like a like a biscuit on gravy. It's uh mm. it's pretty astounding. And we have absolutely nothing to show. We're, for we're doing nothing, but we're getting better all the time. <laughs> I tell you what I'm going to do for the 10th anniversary show. I'm going to go buy a new Mr. Turtle pool, and then it'll have Sage pee in it. Oh, oh great. No, you know what? Yeah. Let's all pee in it. Yeah, big group pee. We'll make Sage stay in here and watch us pee in his pool. <laughs> all right. We'll put on do-rags, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look back at the window like we're wondering if we're uh, doing something wrong. Oh, I hope Santa is going to be okay. Yeah, Probably not. 
Yes, well, you know, Quanda needs uh, need, uh, need an opportunity. Uh, so. I would not. Ex- I'd just let's just put it out there, kids. I would not expect Santa to deliver anything at all this year. Okay, you've been listening to a half hour wasted. Proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us or any of the other HHW LOD shows a voicemail at 972-798-3830. Until next week. I've got a lot of things to say. I'm Brad. And I'm Frank. We'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted.